podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Big Strong Leicester Boys podcast episode four. Yeah, <laughs> episode four. Uh, welcome back. We have had um, a week off because, well, the excuse we are giving is that post Spurs, we were preparing ourselves to do a podcast because we thought there were going to be some news and then there wasn't any news. And... Um, the two lads have, have been off on holiday. So it's Jack Holmes and, and Jordan Holford. And yeah, Jordan, first with you, mate. You've been out watching England, haven't you? Uh, in Milan and then back here at Wembley. How, how's your break been? Has it been a, a welcome break away from City? Yeah, it was good. I've been away on international duty. Um, yeah. The, uh, the the game was obviously the worst bit of Milan, but my expectations have, uh, have gone up with uh, Milan because the first time I went, I didn't really rate it, but um, mm. it was quite good the second time. And then we deserved to win at Wembley but it was a nice break from club football I was really looking forward to it um, and it's not been the case as much recently watching England especially in the Nations League so yeah it was a nice break back to the bread and butter this weekend unfortunately. Mm, and Jordan are you aware by the way it's it's nearly October and you're yet to see club or country win a game of football this season? Thank you, thanks for that mate. <laughs> That's actually mental what? isn't it? I, I thought that the other day. We've not seen anyone win one game yet. And that's including the Nations League in pre-season. Let's include that because <laughs> that's another four games that England didn't win. So you can blame me. I'll, I'll be the Jonah. Yeah. Um, Jack, you've been on holiday, mate. Um, how, how was that and how are you? It was very nice, thank you. Uh, I didn't watch a huge amount of football, which improved my mood no end. Um, yes. So that was nice. Uh, and I've, yeah, just uh, very relaxing, a week in Crete with my wife. So, yeah, very nice. Not much else to say apart from that, really. No, it's Didn't good to much. hear, mate. Well, I've been nowhere. Um, <laughs> um, and, yeah, so what we're going to go through today, because obviously we've not got a game to to look back on. Naturally, we're, we're going to look ahead to, to Monday night's game against Nottingham Forest. I want to talk about James Madison, but, but this time not about England and potential links with him going in January. I think it's it's something we should pro- probably discuss. I'm going to have a bit of fun. Uh, we're going to play a game, Who Am I? Um, exactly what it says on the tin. I'm going to give you some clues for a either current or former Leicester player, and and you're going to guess who it is. Um, Jack, you're going to bring in a new feature called Strange Things That You've Seen on the Internet This Week. Um, yeah. It's a catchy title. We, we're working on that one. Um, but, but again, exactly what it says on the tin, right? Yeah, I mean, obviously... Having a bit of time off, uh, <laughs> I spent a bit of time reading things on the internet about Leicester last week. And, you know, people write some very strange things. So I thought I'd share them with the class. Mm. I do. I, I, I like that as well. Because the reason being is, you know, I, I studied a, a journalism degree, right? And sometimes I'll, I'll come across an article on online or in a newspaper and it'd be the most random or ridiculous article I think I've ever read. And then you look at the journalist who's had to put their name to that story. And I just think the years of studying that you had to go through and a huge amount of debt that you're in. And did you ever envisage that you'd be writing an article as ridiculous as the one I'm reading right now? So I'm, I'll be very intrigued as to what you've picked out for this week. I like that a lot. Um, and I've asked people on, on Instagram and, and Twitter to fire us over some questions and um, for the questions to not include the words Brendan Rogers or rhyme with Bendon Bodgers. Um, 
because we've done that enough, haven't we? So, but we have got lots of questions in, so we'll run through them as well at the end. And uh, yeah, as ever, keep coming um, with them because we, we will get around to asking them. It is very, very helpful. Um, before we talk Nottingham Forest, what I want to do is today, I'm going to start off the conversation with the analogy, Ooh. which I'm sure you'll be delighted to hear. How about that? So, Leicester Nottingham Forest, here's the analogy. <laughs> it's like a reunion with an old high school girlfriend, isn't it? For the last 23 years, we've gone our separate ways, lived our own lives. And for Leicester, we've we've been quite successful. You know, you'd look at our Premier League trophy, our, our FA Cup, and and look at it maybe as a you know a house and you know a really nice job or some some lovely kids. Whereas for Nottingham Forest, maybe they've been lacking that. And 23 years on, we we finally bumped back into to one another again. And and they're looking at us thinking, oh, that's quite cool. You know, they've done all right. They've done all right at life. And, and we're looking at them thinking, where have you been? What have you been up to for the last 23 years? However, the problem is, lads, is that Nottingham Forest have, have caught wind that perhaps our life and perhaps marriage isn't perhaps as, as rosy as it may seem on the outside and that's a very long-winded way of saying that they haven't done much for 23 years we have but at the moment we're probably looking at each other and not really too sure what we've got um at the moment and we're probably about as nervous and about as scared as, as one another is that fair I think that's my favourite analogy so far, Jake. I mean, I, I don't think I had a girlfriend until I was about 18, so I don't know about high school, but um, it sounds very, very sort of US high school, uh, high school less. But I think that's fair, mate. I think that's a good analogy. Have, have they also spent the last 20 years saying they don't care about us? Exactly. She, <laughs> yeah. she broke up with she broke up with us, and she said, "Look, yeah. I don't care about you. I'm going to go care. off and live her life." And then she's realised that actually maybe the grass wasn't wasn't greener. But you know, as life often is the case, we we've been brought back together, and um, you know, it is 23 years. It's the first time ever at the King Power, isn't it, that, that Nottingham Forest can be playing as in in a league game? And I think in the context, in the Premier League, of, right? Yeah, yeah, in, in, yeah, in the league, yeah, in the league, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. In, in the context of of where both of our clubs are at the moment. You know, I hate saying, you know, this is the biggest game or it's, it's a huge game. But the the reality is it, it is that it is. You know, we have been involved in some huge games in recent years in, in Premier League, Champions League, etc. But in terms of the situation right now, this is massive, isn't it? And it's, it's a completely different kind of challenge that, that the players have probably faced in, in a number of years as, as well. I mean... We'll obviously get stuck into to team formations and how you're feeling about the game in, in general anyway. But but Jack, I'll, I'll start with you and, and on Nottingham Forest themselves. I mean, how do you think they're feeling about this game as well? Because it is worth remembering that they are only a place above us. You know, neither of us are playing particularly well at the moment. Yeah, I mean, I, I have a little bit of insight into how the, uh, the other camp are feeling because my boss is actually a Forest fan. He's a season ticket holder. Um I would, I, they would, I, they haven't started that well. I think that they seem, doesn't seem like all is that well. I mean, there's rumours that Cooper could be on his way out, which would be a crazy decision given the job he's done for them. So, I mean, it feels like it's on a bit of a knife edge um, because you, they've lost a couple of games recently that they really should have won. They were ahead in both games and, then conceded, uh, well, they lost 3-2 against Forest and 
remember what they lost against by Bournemouth, but it was they the three two against as, Bournemouth. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, their defence is probably as bad as ours. So um, anything could happen. But you know, I think I think I, it being at home should suit us and get, give us a chance. But um, yeah, um, it, it's you can tell it's been a couple of weeks since I've watched us play because. You know, I shouldn't really be that confident because we can see goals for fun. Yeah. Jordan, would you take a point? No. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. Come on then. How are you feeling, mate? Um, similar to Jack, because I, I was away with a, a couple of girls that are Forest fans uh, in Milan. And none of us really wanted to talk about the game. Um, but it was one of them where everyone said, oh, we're going to lose. Oh, we're going to lose. Yeah. But I think deep down, everyone thought, actually, this is the one where we turn our season around. But from what I've seen of them this season, um, I mean, obviously, we've been terrible at the back, but they've spent so much money and ended up with a back three of Worrell, Cook and McKenna still somehow, which I I (laughs) cannot understand for the life of me. Um, And like Jack says, being at home, it it should suit us. And maybe it's because it's been two weeks since the hammering at Tottenham but this seems like the perfect game to get our season up and running that said a defeat and I don't know where we go from there so it's mm. it's like you say without trying to build it up too much it's a huge game and I don't like saying must win in the first week of October but as you alluded to earlier I've not seen anyone win yet so <laughs> I think, <laughs> probably, think it probably is I think the next two are must win because you couldn't I mean, Bournemouth have picked up a little bit of form, but I mean, I, we said we weren't going to talk about Rodgers' future, but I mean, we need to win probably about five in a row to get us back into a decent place. And you look at the next five games and say, on paper, if you'd sort of been on holiday for the last six months, like you should say we'd have a really good chance. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I think the next two are are pretty critical with the Bournemouth game as well. I mean, you know, one bridge at a time, but um, yeah, it, it is must win for me. Yeah. Um, and, and, and the elephant in the room, of course, is is Rogers. And yeah, I just didn't want the questions to be about Brendan Rogers because, you know, we, we of course will discuss it and his future. Now, naturally, I've, I've spoken to my mum this afternoon um, about the game on, on Monday night. And uh, she says, and this is this is pretty big from Jill, she says, we have to win this or it's curtains, I think, for Brendan. That's a quote. Um, she goes, this one is the decider, so I'm keeping everything crossed. Um, you know, joking aside, um, she's right, isn't it? it it's surely got to be curtains. If, if he loses at home to Nottingham Forest, it absolutely has to be curtains. And I'm aware that we've probably said this on numerous occasions already. I mean, everyone's been saying it for, for weeks, but surely... It would have to be curtains if we lose at home against the team directly above us and our biggest rivals um, heading into then a run of another four games, which on paper are quite favourable for us. Yeah, I yeah, I, I mean, think so. Sorry, Jordan. Go, go, go. No, you go ahead, mate. Sorry. <laughs> uh, yeah, funny enough, when we were away, my wife just kept asking me every day, has Brendan Rodgers been sacked yet? <laughs> yeah. And... and and like my wife knows nothing about football, but she was like, how on earth has he not been sacked? Like, this is crazy. Like, you haven't won for ages, um, which I couldn't really answer. I think the only thing that I, and, and this is why I think the game on Monday is such a big game. We've not, the, we, 
we've had a couple of away games and I don't think Top's been there. So I I think, you know, I can't remember. I saw a quote basically say it was Birch that said, like, chairman don't sack managers, fans do. The fans haven't really turned on Rodgers yet, I don't think. But I think if if, if we don't beat Forest, I, I think it'll be Bedlam. Um, and 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 that's what that's what's really the, the that's why the game is so important. I'd assume top would be there for such a big big game. So I, I think that's what you'll kind of wait and see. George, yeah, I think I think it felt like everyone felt a bit surprised after the Tottenham defeat that he, you know, he hadn't been sacked um, after that game. I think I felt pretty crestfallen was a good way of describing it. I think before right, this is the end of the road. And I know, obviously, we didn't do a a podcast last week or the last couple of weeks, but we were, were just waiting for what seemed to be the inevitable. Um, it seems as though, I don't know whether the board had sort of torn and whether he can turn it round, who the replacements are. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it, obviously, he's in charge for the, the Forest game and that seemed from, you know, it was the Queen's funeral, wasn't it, on the Monday? So I thought it'd be on the Tuesday. Yeah, after, I think we all after, did, yeah. Yeah, after the Tuesday when... It, it was like, right, he's going to be in charge of Forest. So, we, you know, we everyone knew where we stood. But it does seem like if we don't win this one, then, as Jack said, with the fixtures coming up, then it, it, it seems like that would be the part of ways. But I have to say, as bizarre as it sounds, watching that um, Tottenham game, although it was a bit of a carbon copy of, of uh, Brighton, and it was, it, it was probably slightly better than Brighton in, in some ways, it, it looked to me like they were still playing for him. It didn't look like, you know, they down tools. And it, it, to me, it was all a bit um, a bit Sunday league after because even mm. some friends of mine who weren't Leicester fans were like, believe it or not, I actually thought you played quite well. And you, yeah, you know, I, don't, I don't know how it ended up being 6 2. And I know we're going to come on to Madison, but I thought his interview after was fantastic. Um, he's obviously very good in the press after, the, after some games where you normally get the generic answers from players, but Madison's a bit of a breath of fresh air when it comes to things like that. And he, he said, you know, it looks like on paper Leicester have been battered again, but I didn't think necessarily that told the whole story of the game. So it didn't it didn't seem to me like the players had had uh, stopped playing for Rogers, but mm. it does seem like this this could be the, the final straw if he if he loses. Yeah, a couple of things from that. I mean, first of all, just on on Madison, I, I agree with that. We we've had a couple of conversations this season about lack of leaders and you know we obviously had to decide who was going to be captain and vice captain this season which we you know we've not had to do in a little while and and I have to say you know maybe in hindsight the club got it wrong or, or Rogers got it wrong and, and James Madison should have been given that vice captaincy because you know not only is he, is he showing himself to be a leader on the pitch at the moment in terms of quite literally carrying us at times on his on his own the way he does speak you know is mature beyond his years and, you know, there's a perception, isn't there, sometimes when you, when you look at James Madison or maybe stories you've heard about him when he was a, a little bit younger. But actually, I think that he's significantly more mature than people give him credit for. And I actually do think he's got natural leadership qualities. So I think I think maybe the club in hindsight should have given him the vice captaincy. And and Jordan, just on, on what you said about the, the Spurs game, um, as you know, or as lots of people know, I was there and I, I left incredibly early, um, <laughs> like really early. Strong leadership, Jake. <laughs> yes, <laughs> was but, but but my my problem was that I didn't think they were really playing for Rodgers, and, and I've, I've, I have to admit I've not watched the highlights back because you know why would I? We lost six two, you know it's it's kind of putting yourself through you know unnecessary pain, and um, I just felt that literally every single time that that Spurs got the ball, 
it looked like we were going to concede. You know, I've never seen a, a team so easy to break down. It was literally just back to front. It was it was table tennis constantly. And um, and then the first two goals that I saw us concede were, were carbon copies of, of pretty much every goal I've, I've seen us concede time and time again the season. So I just made the decision that I, I didn't want to spend the afternoon watching it when there was something else I, I could go and do. And yeah, I just got the, the feeling that the players weren't really playing for him. I didn't really get the, the feeling at any point that they were you know, really trying. And we, we've said this, haven't we, time and time again, that that fight, desire and, and commitment. I mean, there, there was one time where the ball was going out to the, the far left-hand side, just you know, about kind of 18 yards out. And I think that Harvey Barnes and whoever was playing on, on the wing for, for Spurs were jogging towards the ball. Um, and then James Justin just sprinted past a pair of them. I was like, Harvey wasn't even sprinting towards the ball. And 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 Justin, over the, the course of about, you know, five metres, had, had made 10 metres on the pair of them. And I just felt that nobody was really trying. It was all in second gear. And, you know, Spurs ultimately, you know, didn't have to try all that much to to win the game. And and in the end, the, the scoreline was probably just a representation of over the period of, of the game itself that, that eventually Leicester were going to concede because we're not capable of, of keeping a team out for, for any real period of time. The, the, interestingly, like I, I have a love-hate relationship with stats um, and XG uh, because I don't think it tells you a huge amount of the game, but the, the XG for the game was 2-2. Yeah. Um, and I think we played some decent stuff. I wasn't there, so you always get a different feel of, of the game when you're not there. I don't know whether the players weren't playing for the manager or whatever. I think certain players are desperately lacking confidence. Indeedy being one of them, who looks like an absolute shadow of the player he was. Danny Ward just looked lost, although made a couple of... Did a Cruyff turn at one point, which was outrageous. I'm not sure he did it on purpose, but um, we'll give it him. Uh, and and then dropped the ball in the net uh, and got given a, like a free kick for it. So it was uh, it was. But he also made an, an unbelievable save. Um, the one for me that is really disappointing, and it's not been mentioned a huge amount. And actually, when you talked about leadership, it came into my mind. Evans, I think, has been really poor and hasn't shown a huge amount of leadership. I've been really disappointed with him this season. I don't know whether he's fit. He looks he looks like he can't play a high line anymore. I'm never sure he's been that comfortable playing high, but he, he just looks terrified. Um, I do think there is something with our system that Rodgers needs to be slightly more pragmatic about if he wants to keep the job because we can't have two defenders sort of pushed up on the halfway line all the time because we haven't got Fafana uh, anymore, clearly. So he's the one for me that when we talk about leadership and someone that to really lead the team. I agree with you. I think Madison's the only one that's really showing it at the moment. Mm. I don't I don't see anything from Evans. And the bit that terrifies me about that is he was the captain when West Brom went down. So it doesn't mm. it's not necessarily a glowing C V in that case. Yeah. Um Right, we'll we're gonna move on. Um reason being is because we've got some questions at the end which are largely based about the Nottingham Forest game anyway. So so we we kind of will do a you know a full circle and get back round to that at the end of the of the podcast. But I want to talk about then James Madison, seeing as we are now mentioning him. And the reason why I want to do this, because I was reading something during the week, um, you know, not necessarily, you know, something credible or, or, or concrete, but it certainly got my thinking, at least. And I think it's worth a, a discussion. It was a journalist suggesting um, that Newcastle's interest in, in James Madison was still there. And it would be something that they would look to revive 
in January. And it, it got me thinking for, for a couple of reasons. And first and foremost, I think that if I was James Madison right now, I would be seriously considering my future at the football club. Um, we believe, I think I'm correct in saying there is an offer on the table in terms of, of a new contract, which, you know, understandably, he's he's not in a particular rush to, to sign at the moment. I mean, his, his contract isn't expiring imminently. But if I was James Madison, the way that I'm playing right now and, and the way that Leicester are playing right now, I would be seriously considering my long-term future, at least at the football club. And if an offer did come in, from anyone, frankly, in, in January who could provide him, you know, the same wages or, or more wages and a better prospect of, of playing European football and potentially then getting back into the England squad, then he'd absolutely have to look at that. And, you know, I think at the moment for, for Leicester fans, you, you're looking at this thinking we, we, we need to get to January because we probably want to sign some players. You're also looking at the situation with the manager as well, thinking, is he going to be here or, or is he not? And I feel that there's so much at the moment for us to, to think about and to worry about. One thing that we should be as equally worried about is is losing James Madison in, in January, because I think that the way that he's playing right now, offers could come in and they might come in and you wouldn't blame him if he wanted to leave. And also, if we did lose him right now, I mean... I'm not going to say it's the, it's the it's a nail in the coffin, but I mean, it would be an absolute hammer blow, wouldn't it? If, if Leicester find themselves in January in and around the relegation places to to lose James Madison. I just wondered what your thoughts were um, on that and, and basically pretty much everything I've just said. And, and I'll start with you, Jack. Um, I wouldn't necessarily worry too much about losing him in January because I, I don't think the club will sell him in in January and if we do we may as well just fold the season and say we're going to get relegated because going forward he's our best I mean he's probably he is our best player I think um at the moment um uh, and has been for some time so he's one for me that like absolutely we can't afford to lose and if we want to give ourselves a a fighting chance to your point we need to be bringing players in and trying to improve on the squad I mean who knows what's going on with the finances? Um, because again, that's that's a very confusing situation and one that you know we won't find the answer on. But um, I think on on something like that, the club would basically just if he doesn't want to sign a new contract, we just have to gamble and say we'll sell him next summer when we can actually rebuild. Whether it be Newcastle, Newcastle start's been interesting, right? Because they've had loads of positivity and. You know, they're doing all this job. I mean, Eddie Howe's probably going to be looking over his shoulder if he doesn't win the next two because I think they've already won one game thus far this yeah, season. They've drawn, they don't drawn seem lots. Yeah. yeah, they've drawn lots. But, I mean, they've also had winnable games, haven't they? So, um, yeah, I, I wouldn't worry too much about Newcastle just yet. I would worry more about a Tottenham or a, or someone else because I think, I think he's that good. Um, and if I was him, I would be trying to play in the Champions League, not, you know, I, I wouldn't be sort of setting my sights on on Newcastle. George? Yeah, at the risk of agreeing with Jack all the time on this podcast, um, I'm not really too concerned about Newcastle. Um, there's a lot of, like you said, there's a lot of positivity around them. that They've won one game and they've got the same amount of points as Bournemouth. Um, and for, for all the sort of good work that Howe's done and the players that they've brought in. I mean, I don't. I know they've drawn a lot, but I don't think really that's the best start. And uh, realistically, I don't think they're going to challenge the top six teams, which 
you know, you look like as West Ham reasonably so Wolves have managed to do in the past few years. So Newcastle doesn't worry me, but um, a lot of interesting things about about Madison and particularly like around the the captaincy, which something I've not really thought of, but obviously going forward, he's our main player and, and obviously with the team, the, the problems at the back. But when we were talking about this refresh in the start of the season, obviously we lost Casper. Um, Vardy looks like, you know, he, he might be a bit part player this season, the way it's looking at the minute, but it, it just all seems quite safe, like giving the captaincy to Evans. Whereas Madison, and, and I would have actually given it Tielemans personally, and I know that he, there was all a lot of rumours about him leaving. Um, Yuri actually came out the other day and said something really, really good, which I thought when he was on international duty, saying he doesn't regret leaving and he only leave for the right project, which again, um, I think speaks volumes about his character. But Madison's exactly the same. I think he's matured a lot. But those two players, I'd be saying, right, you can be captain or you're, you know, your vice captain. They're, they're both young. We're going to build the team around you. This is an incentive to stay. Um, we, you know, we, we want we want to re- reward you with the right wages, and we want to make sure that you don't leave. And you know, it's gone from us trying to strengthen, or a lot a lot of people worried about us not signing players over the summer to actually looking like we could be losing our best players. And given the start we've had, that including them, is is really worrying. But the the, the Madison thing, I, I think he'll stay. I think he could play top six quite comfortably. To be honest, um, I'm just astonished he's not in the England squad. Um, he, he, I remember when he first sort of broke into the Leicester team and was on the fringes of the England squad. A lot of people said, "Oh, he's similar. He's too similar to Grealish and Mount. Uh, mm. Sorry, Grealish and Foden." Um, but he's not at all. And I think he's he, he's probably as good as Mount. Bear in mind the, the Leicester side that he plays in. So um, I think he'll stay this season. I think probably next summer we might be looking to lose him. But um, like Jack says. We, we just can't afford to lose, uh, can't afford to lose matters because it might as well be a white flag mm. uh, and say yeah. that we're, you know, this is a sinking ship. So I'm not too worried about Newcastle. And if I was the player or his advisors, I'd be looking at, you know, slightly higher than 10th in the league with one win mm. so far this season. Yeah, no, I just thought it was important to flag because we're we're fighting so many fires at the moment. As I said, you know, so much of the focus is around, you know, the defence and, and with Rogers. And as I said, you know, potentially get into January. And, and again, it's worth pointing out that, you know, by and large, a, a team which finds itself down towards the bottom of the Premier League in January, it it, it tries to buy its way out of, of trouble, which, you know, is, mm. is quite clear Leicester are not going to be able to do that if they do find themselves in that situation. And, you know, there, there's a number of players, not just James Madison, who who probably will attract interest. So, you know, just to, to to get your heads up, it's probably going to be an uncomfortable January for for everybody as well. Um, but we'll we'll cross that bridge, I suppose, when when we get to it. But yeah, I thought um important to to chat about that. And um, I think we just lost Jack for a second. So before we we do our Who Am I game, um, Jordan, are you familiar? I'm sure you are with the the football Wikipedia game, right? So this is that there's a Twitter account for it, and I know lots of um people play this regularly, where it you know. Again, I've said this a few times already, exactly what it says on the tin. You show the career of the footballer from their Wikipedia page and, and people guess who it is. Have you done that? And are you any good at it? This is right up your street, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, my, it's my party trick, but I don't get invited to many parties because this is my trick. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of those games that's just really frustrating because it'll just be in your head all day and thinking, who is that player that ended up playing for Colville Town? 
uh, in, in 2016 and you know it is deep down but actually chambers some, yeah someone else gets it on whatsapp and you're like oh, i knew it was him um, yeah but yeah right up your street this sort of trivia mate this is where you know where, where i'll probably embarrass myself by getting a hideously wrong answer yeah no myself and and, and jack have, have spent many an away trip um on the train take it in turns uh jason Bourne as well from talks what we, we we take it in turns picking out a, a player and um it, it kills it's it, kills plenty of time hours of fun um and i know that lots of people know lots of people do it and to the point that now this is a this is a twitter thing that, that people get involved in and and reason being it's, it's fairly similar to what we're going to do we're going to start doing this every week and i have to admit um, i must say do this every week we're going to play a thing called who am i so similar to, to wikipedia obviously the point being is it's a podcast so you can't see the career so i'm just going to give you clues about who they are um the clues start nice and easy and as we progress through um it should become more clear and i have to say that when you are doing it it's it's difficult for for a couple of reasons because first of all i can see who the player is anyway so working out how hard the clue is 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 hard and also knowing that as we've just alluded to i'm I'm a bit of a weirdo when it comes to this kind of thing gauging the the level of of yourself and and jack and i'm just i'm just hopeful that this one either doesn't go on the first round or the last (laughs) one because that'd be a pretty because I've, I've only prepared the one so you can't get this on the first one because it's going to ruin the feature entirely and also you've got to get it at some point because it's going to make both of you and your credibility um whatever there is um fall through the floor well is, i was going to say is there is it one guess one guess each um no so what i'm going to do is i'm just going to go through them and as as, as soon as one of you knows the answer basically just shout it out is it me, Simple v Jack, or is it? A it, team? Is, it is. It so, is. It is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's 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 you. It's you against Jack, and then obviously on the preceding, um, or sorry, the following episodes. Then we'll take it in terms of somebody else. Um, yeah, trying, to, trying to pick out a player. I'll just point out, by the way, if you, if you feel if it feels like we're filling right now, we've we've lost Jack. He's got dodgy internet, and I may well edit this part out of podcast depending on how lazy i am when i come around to, to editing it and uploading it but i'm sure we'll be back in a couple of moments we could do winner stays on yes good shout and what an actual Classic. league table yeah we get a spreadsheet yeah oh, can you be in charge of that <laughs> i'm not good at admin <laughs> right here he is here's jack one two three jack holmes welcome back so me and, me, me and Jordan have just played two rounds of, of Who Am I? And, and and Jordan still, like England and Leicester, hasn't won a game Oh, yet. right. Okay, good. It's, it's, it's good. quite a remarkable effort. <laughs> um, but Jack, you know the rules, don't you, of, of Who Am I? Um, I've, just to... I've played it with you a couple of times and lost many a time, Jake. So, uh, yeah. so, uh... so, so I'm the quiz master today. So it's, it's you against Jordan. I'm going to run through the clues. Um, they are harder initially. And as soon as you think you know the answer, just shout it out. And uh, yeah, the first person to get it wins. Simple as that. Um, First and foremost, first guess, well, first clue, sorry. Um, I am six foot one and I am a centre back. I'll give you a couple of seconds. Are they like, there's no like theme to the players. They could be any footballer, right? No, it's a a either current or former Leicester player. It will always be. It'll always be foxes related. I've got a guess. So You've got a guess already. No, no, I'm not letting you guess it because the game's got to go on longer than this, Jordan. You're going to ruin it for okay. everyone. Okay. Um, I was born in Bury St. Edmunds. 
I'll give you a couple more seconds because we can't have an awkward silence on the podcast. Um, I'm going to skip the next one because I think it gives it away, but I'm going to keep it there for the time being. I left Leicester City for Sheffield Wednesday. I, I think I've got it. I left Leicester <laughs> in 2011. Does that help? I think, I, I think I've, I've got a shout. Some, somebody I've... needs to shout before I move on to the next. Is clip. it Gareth McCauley? No, it's not. Well, I, I was going to. I was going to go Matt Heath, but that might no, be No, it's late. not. Um, I've since played for Charlton, Birmingham, Reading. And oh, Boston. I know it. I know it. Know it. Got it. Michael Got Morrison. It. Correct. Ah. There we are. Michael so Morrison. So Jack stays on. Six week. foot one, centre-back, born in Bury St. Edmunds, played for England C. Um, yeah. That was the Born's one I decided not to go with. Yeah, exactly, because he played for Cambridge. So I thought that was a bit of a gig- giveaway. So he left us for Sheffield Wednesday. That was in 2011. Went on to play for Charlton, Birmingham, Reading and Portsmouth. Um, and and yeah, do you know what? And then on Michael Morrison himself, I always liked Michael Morrison, you know. Yeah, same. And he, he, he joined the, the club at a time where we... I felt like we were just... In a, in a period of buying rubbish players and, and usually ones far past the, um, their their best on free transfers. And, and Michael Morrison was at the time a bit of a fresh, breath of fresh air, wasn't it? You know, a, a young player from, from non-league, keen to prove himself. And, you know, I really liked him. I think he, he ended up playing quite a lot of football and, and obviously forged himself a very decent football league career. I have just um, Wikipedia him himself. And he 77 appearances, five goals for us. And he like Was that it? See, I, I feel like he played more. He, he had a really good career. Charlton, mm. he played he, 136 games, and Birmingham he's he played 136 Charlton as well. He yeah, played he right back for us a lot in that first yeah. season because actually in League One, right, uh, we we signed we had Tunchev, who was class yeah. at the, that level, Hobbs, and him. Yeah. I think there was another centre back as well, but we had good centre backs mm. in that in that who all went on. Who could have easily? I mean, Tunchev, I reckon, would have played for a sort of. A good championship club, maybe a lower Premier yeah. League club if he not got injured. Um, I mean, but Hobbs like played a long time in the championship, and so so did Morrison. So mm. good so scouting. Michael, Michael Morrison is the first um, of our who am I uh, former Leicester player. So as uh, Jack, you are the winner. You stay on and you take on me next week. And, and Jordan, you are the quiz I'll host. Be, okay, got be quiz master. Uh, okay, yeah, okay, lovely stuff. Right, so. Jack, now for you to take centre stage, my man. Um, what what have you been reading on the internet this week? So, so when you talked about sort of people doing journalism careers and you know, like having you know proper careers, I'm not sure the sources I've used for these are necessarily journalists. I spent a lot of time on a sunbed reading <laughs> lots of books, like like some proper like stuff last week. Should we, should we clarify also, the, these are this is a, a sunbed in in Greece and and not at, yeah. at the tan, at the tanning shop? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what, what do you take me for? Um, but me. yeah, I read read a lot of things on the internet, and um, a lot of it made me laugh actually. So I, I thought I'd just I'd just share it. So um, like, there's obviously been been a lot of people being very angry about Rogers still being manager, and um, there's been a lot of muted talk about you know, like protests and um, like what we need to do to uh, demonstrate like why we don't want Rogers at the club anymore. I say we, I'm, I'm, I'm not party to this. I'm, I'm saying the Royal we. Um, and one one particular person, this was on the internet forum. I won't name the forum because I don't want people to know that I've, I've been on there. 
Um, but one one particular person was getting very irate about the fact that you know no fans had taken any action, and you know um, they suggested um, someone suggested that you know we should fly a plane over uh, over King Power, which I mean, like probably would be quite insensitive given given what's happened. Um, someone suggested that wasn't a very good idea because it was completely insensitive. So he said, "Oh, that's, I won't do that." Then came back actually and said, "No, no, I think we should do it anyway." Went out, got a quote about a thousand pounds for one of these planes, which feels quite cheap for me. But I guess so, you know, um, I don't imagine there's a huge amount of demand for it. Um, and uh, there wasn't a huge amount of uptake and interest in it, which wasn't a big surprise when you realised actually like the game's going to be on Monday night and it's going to be dark. So no one's going to see it anyway. Um, and when that was pointed out to him, the guy sort of went off and said, oh, I'll find some lights or something on it. But anyway, I just thought it was a very, very silly idea. So the second story is uh, now, obviously, there has been some news in the French press that Schmeichel's put on a little bit of weight, um, which uh, I've always thought he's sort of a, I would describe as a, as a heavier set gentleman. Uh, I wouldn't say that to his face, clearly, uh, but I'll say it on the internet. Um, but uh, someone has uh, actually sort of managed to prove that he's put on a little bit of weight because uh, someone bought a lot of match-worn shirts <laughs> and basically said, uh, no, he must have put on some weight because his recent match-worn shirts have gone up to XL um, and he used to be a medium or a large. So um, I just wondered, like, actually, has this guy like just been stalking Casper? <laughs> Like throughout his career, on just yeah. like his weight gain, because he has gone, you know, he does go up and down a little bit, you know, as we all do. But um, you know, maybe professional athletes not so much. Um, but I, I just thought that was a really, really interesting take. Um, I, I, I've always thought it's really harsh though, because it isn't the first time, is it? This is has been brought up. You know, I'm thinking though, know, goalkeepers tend to be the, the ones, don't they, that they can carry a little bit of extra weight as, as footballers. You know, Paddy Kenny was was one that always got sticking. You know, let's Pressman. Start some, can you remember yeah, Pressman? Yeah, but uh, there was something about Kevin Pressman. I wasn't surprised he carried a little bit of extra weight. Um, whereas Casper, I just I just don't really think it's... I mean, he could lose maybe a little bit. And it was it was when we played Sparta Prague, wasn't it, in the, in the Europa League? And oh, yeah. a, a, lo- a local journalist there went proper in on him. Um, calling him fat then at the time I thought that's a bit harsh um yeah so I'm a little bit surprised to see this come up again I mean but I suppose that the proof's in the pudding Jack if his if his top's gone up to, a, to an XL literally yeah you, no, know. you can't disprove that you know, yeah Casper's one that. of those um Casper's one of those ex-players that I actually still follow on Instagram because I normally just unfollow them yeah. but he looks absolutely no different at all yeah but um, you know and he, he, scales don't lie George well, apparently not. But from from his photo from the Denmark game the other day, he actually looks pretty pretty trim. Mm. Uh, Jack, your, your your final story from what you've seen. My, in my final one, probably. Uh, obviously, people have been theorising as to why Leicester have such financial problems. Um, mm. Someone claimed uh, that it's because they once saw an instance of Leicester paying VAT twice on an invoice, so the club <laughs> must be terribly. <laughs> badly run which you know mistakes do happen i'm not sure that's necessarily indication of you know gross financial misconduct but um i guess it's nice for people to have a hobby and um create these theories but um yeah i um if i get some time this week i'll uh, i'll do a bit of digging and see if i can um find some more stories and 
Um, maybe maybe bring it to you next week. But um, feedback greatly received for for my new section, which didn't run as smoothly as I wanted it to, thanks to my internet connection. But we got there in the end. It's a work in progress. It really is. Um, right. So should we do our questions then? Because we, we, we've got lots of these and they are largely based about the, the Forest game. Um, and as I said at the start of the of the episode, you know, you, you can tweet them or, or Instagram them at, at any point. It's very much appreciated. But I always will ask for them, you know, on the day of, of each recording. And uh, yeah, we've had plenty of. And, and we'll start actually with, with Lee um, LCFC. So so this is the, the guy, the, the, the Instagram account, which I think most Leicester the best. It's the best Leicester Instagram account. We need to give it him is. a plug because he's yeah. plugged us about three or four times now. And uh, he's, he's on top of everything. And he's absolutely yeah, he brilliant. Yeah, no, appreciate the support, Lee. And uh, he's tweeted us in the question. Well, there's a few questions here and um, we'll, we'll go then straight in for um, the Forest game. So Lee wants to know what you would do team selection and formation for Monday. And uh, I'll start with you, George. Have you thought about it? I'm sure you have. <laughs> thought about tried. nothing else. <laughs> I've tried not to think about it. Um, yeah. It's, it's getting to the point where I think we need to change the goalkeeper. Um, on the top kind of, Topic of Casper, uh, I was quite highly critical of his failure to come for crosses and his woeful distribution. And we've replaced him with a goalkeeper <laughs> who can't come for crosses and his distribution is even worse. And his I think his distribution is not that him. bad. I agree with you on the first point. His distribution is all right. That's probably his one redeeming feature. Um, oh, everything else know. is pretty bad for each other. Yeah. I, so I did think... We had to give Ward 10 games, but yeah. I think this might be a stretch too far. So, so you're going Everson in goal. Um, yeah. Are you, are you I, going 4 3 3? I'm going to I, presume. I would go back three. Ooh. Evans, Fez, and another, which is, is very sitting on the fence, but obviously, Sonchu and Vestgaard are probably not in the place. So it's It'll be, be big down. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Castagna and Justin either side. Middle yep. midfield of this is KDH. Yeah, I mean, this there's, is four, there's four, there's four, really, isn't there? KDH, Madison, Tielemans, which I'm not sure there's enough graft in there. Yeah, and then front two of JV9 and Pat Sandaka. Interesting, just. I mean, the reason for the back three is because we need to keep a clean sheet and it's just. Hmm. You might as well. We could put the old ten at the yeah. back, and I don't think we'd get a clean sheet. But I, yeah. I often feel we're more open with a back three um, because if if they're not particularly familiar with that formation, sometimes you're just more solid as a as a back four. We can you can tuck in nice and narrow. Do you know what I mean? Whereas that sometimes when you do that back back three back five, you know people don't seem a hundred percent sure as to where they're so, supposed to be at certain times and who the man is they're exactly supposed to be marking. But I see your point, um, Jack. What do you make of Jordan's? team selection there and any changes that you would make are you, are you going with Ward or do you think Everson this is the game to throw him in in no I think uh it's yeah I think I'd put Everson in because the thing about Everson that I he makes big like I've, I've seen him make a lot of big saves I I, I haven't Danny Ward doesn't save anything I he's he doesn't seem to and like the stats demonstrate that as well so I was I, I agree with I thought you were the stat man I am now. I am. I am. <laughs> when it um, suits your agenda, Jack. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's, it's helpful when you're trying to sort of, you know, make an <laughs> argument. And aside from that, it's not a load of bollocks. But um, uh, yeah, I would, I would give him a go. The only other thing I would say is Smithies. Um, I think that's his name. 
Yeah. He actually was like a decent championship goalkeeper as well. And if you look at Everson and Ward, I haven't actually checked this. I think between that those two have played more first team games than Ward. And Ward's just older and he's just been a number two for too long, and that's what it looks like. Um so I think we've got options there. Um I would like he needs to he needs to sort of like sort something out of so into because he needs to find a way of getting him back into the team. Um, yeah. So I, it, ignoring sort of Rogers's sort of lovers' tiffs, I would play Soyuncu instead of uh, Amati, mm. um, and I would play. I, I was impressed by um, Wout uh, in the in the Spurs game. I thought he looked like a sort of you know the right blend of um, he's good on the ball. He looks reasonably violent. Um, he's got great hair. Um, he's he's got everything really. He made one tackle that was that knocked the wind out of something, and that was my favourite moment in the entire game. Um, yeah, that's that's the only bit that I will watch back. Um, I agree on the agree on the wing backs, full backs. Uh, I would probably. I don't even think KDH has been that all that this season. I've been really disappointed with him. He played well against Brentford, but since then he's he's not done much. And I know it's sort of local boy. Derby, I would be tempted to go Tiedemans and Ndidi, and if Ndidi's not fit, I'd play Sumari. Mm. Um, and then I would almost play like a, a bit like Spurs play, I would play like a three, so I'd play Barnes one side, Madison the other, who can just sort of flow, and then Daka, um, is what I would do. Right, so um, that's from Lee. What would you do, Joe? Oh, put it back on me. I actually don't know. (laughs) (laughs) That's why you're asking the questions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Do you know what? I think I would actually stick with Danny Ward. And I know that's maybe going to surprise some people. Not because I think Danny Ward is a better goalkeeper than Daniel Everson, but I just think that um, it's unfair situation to throw Daniel Everson into. um, Mm. Because basically, if we lose that game of football or Daniel Everson doesn't play very well, what are we going to do then? We've then got two goalkeepers who are who are out of form and you potentially well, yeah, but you've then potentially ruined the, the confidence of, of, of a young lad. I just think if you're gonna play Daniel Everson, you need to you should have done it at the start of the season, first of all. Or, you know, you should have then, after the Stockport game, played him in the following one. I just think it's unfair to throw him into this game. Whilst I have zero um faith and confidence in Danny Ward. I do think that you should stick with him for this for this Forest game. Um, Defence, I, I would go a, a four three three with Face and Evans with Justin and Castagna as your fullbacks. I'm struggling for the midfielders to be honest because you've got Booba, you've got KDH, you've got Tielemans, you've got Madison um, and Ndidi, and I'm not sure what combination I, I, I'd go with as the three. I think obviously Madison, I would probably because we haven't got any wingers play as a winger with Barnes. And now I would play Vardy because it's it's not enough for us. I think that the game is made for him. And I and I would similarly go with with KDH in there as well for that for that same reason. I, I take your point, Jack, that he hasn't been at his best this season. But you, you're looking for for personalities and, and characters for for a game like this. And for that reason, I think Vardy and, and KDH have to play on on Monday. And then I've got to make the decision of whether it's Tielemans, Indidi, or Usu, or Sumari as, as as the other two. And I would I would probably go with. Indeedy and and Tiedemans and I, and I feel harsh on on Booba saying that because actually out of the lot I, I've probably been most impressed with him, but I just think for a game like this I, I'm going to revert back to 
kind of the, the tried and tested and, and the experience of of those guys. And yeah, that'd probably be my eleven. And um, yeah, that, that's what I'd go with. I mean, just listening to us debate that eleven, how is this team bottom mm. of the league haven't won a game and conceded twenty two goals when some of the names we've just said there and yeah. And Jake, you just mentioned six midfielders, and not one of them was Dennis Pratt. And I remember at the start, of the yeah, season, good point. We, we were oh, trying to play for us. That's like that midfield is ridiculously good. Those six players mm. are all very good players. So yeah, it's just, yeah. But yeah. I think we all agree. Yeah, Vardy's got a return. Mm. Um, just on that midfield, though, because again, quite a few of the questions are revolving around this. It, it clearly appears to be a, a point of debate. I think, you know, again, there's so much focus on, on the defence at the moment in terms of a negative way and, and same with the goalkeeper. I think with the strikers, there's there's a debate, but it feels like maybe healthy competition with the three. But I think people are genuinely undecided about the combinations of, of the midfielders that we've got because we have got quite a few and, and they're quite good, but perhaps just not playing particularly well at the moment. Um, this question from Will... Will BYT um, or will be T? He says the discussion of the defensive midfield situation. Should we go double pivot uh, with the single, or should um, or who should play on a Monday going forward? So basically, should we have two more defensive-minded midfielders for that for that extra protection? So maybe like an Indidi and Sumare, or. Um, well, basically, yeah, what, what what combinations would you go with? Because uh, kind of what I just alluded to there, and you've mentioned previously, Ndidi not playing at his best, but I, st- I still would feel more comfortable with Ndidi being in the side. And I really want to give Booba a run. But again, similarly with, with Everson, it just feels like an unfair situation to be throwing these young players into. What a question. Double pivots. No one's mm. ever asked me about that before. No. <laughs> um, I, it's... it's because that's where I think Sumare played when he played for Lille. He played alongside a sort of slightly more defensive-minded midfielder. Yeah. And he's never really... I can't remember if he's even played alongside. He did actually in the Napoli game, in the first game of the Europa League, and actually played yeah. really well in that game. So, he did, yeah. But then you have to leave out Tielemans and probably... So that you then... It might suit Madison if you're going to play him as a 10... But again, I mean, I'm just thinking out loud. How, like, I don't know how you make that work. I mean, Tielemans alongside Ndidi is the most logical one because Tielemans can do a little bit of defensive work. Um, I don't know if Sumari gives us anything more defensively by playing in there, but mm. I don't know. It's worth a shot, I guess. Yeah. What, what, what do you make of that? Is is there a, an argument, Jordan, particularly with the way we're defending at the moment, to stick both Boober and and um, Indeedy in and and ask them both to just be a little bit more defensively disciplined? I think it probably is, but at home, I think that's where the problem will be. Um, and the, the manager's damned if he does and damned if he doesn't at the minute. But the yeah. Rogers way, he doesn't. This is why we're shipping so many goals because everywhere we go, he doesn't just set up. For a nil-nil, like in this situation, most managers would be like, "Right, we're just not conceding." But he just tries to out-football everyone. Um, indeed, his confidence is just completely gone. Sumari's had a reasonably decent start, but I'm still not sold on him, and especially in a game like this where the tempo is going to be ridiculous for the first 20 minutes. I imagine my midfield was was very creative in possession, but not so hard-working or disciplined out of possession. So I think KDH can um, put himself about. T- Tielemans is mm. not the quickest 
out of the ball, but you know, out of possession, but he, <laughs> he can still tackle. And I think Madison will be really up for it on on Monday. But um, yeah, I think there, I can see why people would 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 want want to do that. I just think at home you've got to be on the front foot, um, particularly against Forest in a local mm. local derby. But it's, I mean, again, it like this discussion we're bottom of the league and we've got all these options, and it's like sometimes you know the manager could be criticised for making too many changes or not enough changes, and it you know like even in goal. Do you so, remember? Do you remember when Powell played like a four-three-three, and the midfield three was Chowdhury, Mendy, and Ndidi, and then we yes. had to beat yeah. Chelsea, and everyone was. But then he played the same midfield against <laughs> Cardiff, and we lost yeah, one 0 Yeah, I'm sure he did um, against Palace as well in his last game. It's going yeah. to bug me out. Who scored that free kick for for Cardiff? It was one nil. It was a it was a guy on loan from Real Betis. But anyway. <laughs> Um, yeah, I do. I remember Next that very, very well. Online. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, the, we we the got Sumari, two more. Two... Go on. Sorry, Jack. The Sumari and Didi double pivot did remind <laughs> me of that. So I'm glad Jack yeah. brought it up. It, yeah. I think everyone's yeah. still mentally scarred from that team selection. Because because we, yeah. we've not mentioned Mendy either, you know, Mendy or, or <laughs> Pratt. And, and again, just kind of going back to that point you made, that the depth of this squad is actually frightening. You know, and you, you you can have an. I mean, you have a debate about whether you think those particular players are, are particularly good, but at some point they have been. And you know, they, we're talking about seven or eight international midfielders that are all easily comfortably earning fifty thousand pounds a week plus. And there are not many teams in the bottom half of the Premier League who can say that same thing. So just once again, kind of just hammering home what a ridiculous situation um, we are finding ourselves in at the moment, and one that feels completely self-inflicted. Um, but a couple more questions. Um, before we finish up tonight, I know I did say we, we wouldn't mention it, but it's just the one question and it's a real quick fire one. Don't have to go into any kind of real depth or, or debate. Um, but from Michael Johnson, the reason why I want to, to point this one out is because I know Michael, I know he's a Brentford fan and he's asked. So I'm going to ask the question, uh, who would be your ideal replacement should Rogers get the sack? Jordan. Um, I actually mentioned this in the Foss way the other day. Obviously, it'd be Pochettino or Tuchel, but they're not going to come. So, um, I know who Jack's going to say. Um, honestly, I have no idea. <laughs> right. Jack? <Yeah>, genuinely. <laughs> um, I would say Thomas Frank, but in the absence of Thomas Frank, we should get whoever Brentford would replace Thomas Frank with, should he leave. <laughs> <laughs> I like that one. But, um, yeah, just because Michael is a Brentford fan, I'm going to say Thomas Frank. And also, I think it'd be a really good appointment for us. But um, as I said, we're not going to really talk about all that that much because I have a sneaking suspicion whether it be next week or the week after, we'll probably back round to having that that same conversation no about chance. what's going to happen. We'll, we'll see. Sorry, that's my, my glass half empty, isn't it? Um, one last question before we finish up tonight. And um, it's from Josh, uh, LCFC Josh 05. Uh, thank you, Josh. This one from Twitter. And he says, not a question, but a statement. But at the same time, we can talk about it. He says, KDH and Vardy have to start. They understand a derby and occasion like this. And, and, and again, I kind of alluded to that when I when I did my team. And um, there'll be some people that perhaps don't, you know, buy into that um, way of thinking. But for me, I do. And I think we just need to cast our minds back to when we did play them in the cup. And, you know, I think Casper didn't play and, and a couple of other uh, senior pros didn't play or, you know players who've perhaps been at Leicester a little while and it did feel like 
the players perhaps didn't really quite recognise the magnitude of the game. They weren't up for it for the same level as what those Forest players were. And, you know, in times like this, for me, I think we do need to return to basics and those basics are working harder than them. And it's it's making sure that we don't leave that football pitch, you know, <laughs> uh, un- unless we, we, we've got a positive result. And I just have to th- to feel that right now, if... Who would I rather trust in this situation, Vardy or Daka? I go Vardy. And who would I rather trust in this situation, Sumare or or Jewsbury Hall? You know, and I would have to say Jewsbury Hall. I mean, what do you think of that? Do you think Leicester should go for the more experienced players and the players that understand this fixture better, or just simply the the more informed and better ones? I think you pick your best eleven, mm. which is a bit of a cop out. Is but, Vardy, but Vardy isn't. I'm saying, but Vardy yeah, so, isn't your best eleven. So. I would probably, I, I don't know if either of them are in our best 11 at the moment. Um, that's why I'd be. I Have we got a best 11? I don't, I don't <laughs> know. I don't know whether. Yeah, we, we even we, have one. We don't. We have the least worst alternative. Um, <laughs> yes. I, I don't know whether, like, are we still in a day and age where people have to understand the derby? And I know people are like, oh, I, yeah. I think they what, do. Look at what happened at Forest, but. The players know about like they're big players. We just talked about the fact that they're all internationals. They like they'll get it. They'll get the atmosphere of the stadium. I think it hurts. Like, it hurts Vardy more. It hurts Jewsbury Hall more. It must do. It I must know. do. Don't get me wrong. Everybody wants to win and they'll do their best. But it's it's it's, it's all about sometimes sublimbo, isn't it? Or that extra five percent. You know? Yeah, and I think I think Vardy like they can both still play a role, right? So it's I think Rodgers when he first started. Start, you know, you talked often about, you know, it's not just the players who start the game, it's the players who finish the game. Yeah. But I, I think I think there's a role for Vardy, particularly within that, and also um, for Kinn, um as well. So uh, I don't know. I, they're not in my best 11, so I, I don't necessarily agree with the point at the moment. But I mean, again, another wider question, which we won't get to the answer is, is what is our best 11? So yeah. I, I, don't, I don't know. <laughs> Jordan, the final word of this week's episode then falls to you on that. Does it mean more to these players and, and, and would you stick them in? Or like Jack, you're just thinking you want your best players? Well, I, I think they're both in the best 11. Um, and the reason I kind of picked my team was back three or back five with wing backs, keep us tight at the back, the three in midfield, keep the ball off them and then out of position, possession, just get in your shape. The thing with my system, it didn't include Barnes, who's obviously a Leicester lad. Um, but I think he could be a good weapon off the bench. But I thought Vardy up front with Daka, they play a back three, just pure pace up front. And I would absolutely love nothing more than to see Vardy after 10 minutes put Steve Cook on his arse <laughs> and, and score. Do you know what I mean? Because yeah. that, that um, Forest game is obviously, there's still a few open wounds there. That seems to me, you know, that game where things started to sort of go sour. Oh, yeah, within, yeah. It's, it's, it's a real catalyst. It's, it's a real turning yeah, so, point, yeah. But, but you know, like your Vardy's and your, your, your Leicester lads in the squad, they, they should still have that sort of fresh wound from that and then think this is the time we'll get them back and hopefully the, the ground will be absolutely bouncing because the city ground was. Um, and this is our time to get him back. So Vardy's got to start, absolutely got to mm. start. Talisman up front. Um, yeah. And I'd, I'd love to see him just running around like he used to after every loose ball. Um, I remember, I can't remember the game, but I, do, do you remember he, he ran about 40 yards once just to slide tackle someone and give away a throw? And I just thought, this guy yes. is fantastic. Was that Wolves? 
Yeah, that he really was got it. sent. He got sent off in that game, didn't he? Remember, he got sent off like early days under Puel, where he tried to do mm. that again and absolutely poleaxed someone. Yeah, it's what it's one of them where he he kind of arches his neck, and you can <laughs> see his his eyes almost turn red, and you just yeah. see him go. You're like, oh no, he's, here he he's goes. slightly hunched here over as well when he does it as well. Yeah, you know, doesn't he? Yeah, it's, it, it's like a a bird of prey stalking his yeah. his, his dinner, and he's just. <laughs> That's what I want to see. That's he's got Steve Cook in his in the crosshair, and he's yeah. thirty yards, nicks it off him, and scores. Well, that worked to me. Um, look, I'm not actually going to ask you if that's okay for for predictions for Monday night. Um, I'm just not. I'm not going to do it. But um, I look forward to seeing you both on on Monday. We'll at the very least grab a beer beforehand. Really hoping for for a positive result. You know, bigger picture stuff. Whether you want Rogers in or out, you know this is this is this game's bigger than Rogers, isn't it? You know, we, we we need to win this one. You know, we need to get off the foot of the table, and and we need to make sure we beat Nottingham Forest. So, look, um, apologies again for the for the lack of an episode of the podcast last week. Uh, please do keep those questions coming in. They're very much appreciated. The, the support and the views and the listens. Um, we've been tracking. It, it's been great. Um, and yeah, I, I speak for all all us three that yeah it's been really really nice to see so um yeah let's hope for a positive result on monday there will be an episode next week hopefully we'll be off the back of our first win for club and country this season so enjoy the game monday and uh, we'll speak to you next week sports social podcast network